Guardian Unlimited. Mr. Speaker, I would like to make a statement about the current situation regarding the 15 British service personnel detained by Iranian forces on Friday of last week and what the government is doing to uh, ensure that they are released immediately. I should say at once, and I'm sure I speak for the whole House, that our thoughts and prayers at this moment are with all our detained personnel in Iran and their families. Mr. Speaker, I'd like to begin by explaining the facts of what happened last Friday and the actions we've taken since, and to share with the House some of the details about the location of the incident on which uh, MOD briefed this morning. At approximately 6.30 GMT on the 23rd of March, 15 British naval personnel from HMS Cornwall uh, were engaged in a routine boarding operation of a merchant vessel in Iraqi territorial waters in support of Security Council Resolution 1723 and of the government of Iraq. They were then seized by Iranian naval vessels. HMS Cornwall was conducting routine maritime security operations as part of a multinational force coalition task force un operating under a United Nations mandate at the request of the Iraqi government. The task force's mission was to protect Iraqi oil terminals and to prevent smuggling. The boarding party had completed a successful inspection of a merchant ship 1.7 nautical miles inside Iraqi waters when they and their two boats were surrounded by six Iranian vessels and escorted into Iranian territorial waters. I immediately consulted on hearing this news with the Prime Minister and Secretary of State for Defence and asked my permanent undersecretary to summon the Iranian ambassador to the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. We set out our three demands to the ambassador. Information on the whereabouts of our people, consular access to them, and to be told the arrangements for their immediate release. COBRA met that afternoon as it has done every day since. On the 24th of March, my colleague, the Parliamentary Undersecretary of State, Lord Treesman, held a further meeting with the Ambassador to repeat our demands. He has had several such meetings since that date. At that first meeting, the Iranian Ambassador gave us, on behalf of his government, the coordinates of the site where that government claimed our personnel had been detained. They were not, of course, where we believed that the incident took place, but we took delivery of them as the statement of events of the government of Iran. On examination, these coordinates supplied by Iran are themselves in Iraqi waters. On Sunday, the 25th of March, I spoke to Minister Mataki, the Iranian Foreign Minister, as I did again yesterday. In my first conversation, I pointed out that not only did the coordinates for the incident, as relayed by HMS Cornwall, show that the incident took place 1.7 nautical miles inside Iraqi waters, but also that the grid coordinates for those incidents that the Iranian authorities had provided our embassy on Friday the 23rd of March and Lord Treesman on Saturday the 24th of March showed also that the incident had taken place in Iraqi waters. I suggested to the Iranian Foreign Minister that it appeared that the whole affair might have been a misunderstanding which could be resolved by immediate release. In Iran, our Ambassador Jeffrey Adams has met on a daily basis with senior Iranian officials to press for immediate answers to our questions. He's left the Iranian authorities in no doubt that there is no justification for the Iranians to have taken British Navy personnel into custody and provided the grid coordinates of the incident, which clearly showed that our personnel were in Iraqi waters and again made clear that we expected their immediate and safe return. And I should tell the House that we have no doubt either about the facts or about the legitimacy 
of our requirements. When our ambassador and my colleague Lord Treesman followed up with the Iranian authorities on Monday the 25th of March, we were provided with new and, I quote, corrected grid coordinates by the Iranian side, which now showed the incident as having taken place in Iranian waters. <coughs> as I made clear to Foreign Minister Mataki when I spoke to him yesterday, we find it impossible to believe, given the seriousness of the incident, that the Iranians could have made such a mistake with the original coordinates, which, after all, they gave us over several days. There has inevitably been much international interest in the situation, particularly given our personnel's role in a multinational force operating under a UN mandate. I've spoken to a number of international partners, including the American Secretary of State, uh, Rice, the Turkish Prime Minister Erdogan, and the Saudi uh, Foreign Minister, Prince Saud. I've, we've also been keeping other key international partners informed, and I'm pleased to be able to tell the House that many of them have chosen to lobby the Iranians or to make statements of support. I am particularly grateful to my colleague Hoshi Azabari, the Iraqi Foreign Minister, who has confirmed publicly that the incident took place in Iraqi waters, calling for the personnel who are acting in Iraq's interests to be released. Mr. Speaker, the Iranians have assured us that all our personnel are being treated well. We will hold them to that commitment and continue to press for immediate release. They have also assured us that there is no linkage between this issue and other issues, bilateral, regional or international, which, of course, I welcome. But I regret to say that the Iranian authorities have so far failed to meet any of our demands or responded to our desire to resolve this issue quickly and quietly through behind-the-scenes diplomacy. That is why we have today chosen to respond to parliamentary and public demand for more information about the original incident and to get into the public record both our and the Iranian accounts to demonstrate the clarity of our position and the force of the Prime Minister's words on Sunday the 25th of March when he said, and I quote, there is no doubt at all that these people were taken from a boat in Iraqi waters. It is simply not true that they went into Iranian territorial waters and I hope the Iranian government understands how fundamental an issue this is for us. We have certainly sent the message back to them very clearly indeed they should not be under any doubt at all about how seriously we regard this act, which is unjustified and wrong. The House may also be aware that even if the Iranian government mistakenly believed that our vessels had been in Iranian waters, under international law, warships have sovereign immunity in the territorial, area, uh, territorial sea of other states. The very most Iran would have been entitled to do if they considered our boats were breaching the rules on innocent passage, would have been to require the ship to leave their territorial waters immediately. Mr. Speaker, we will continue to pursue vigorously our diplomatic efforts with the Iranians to press for the immediate release of our personnel and equipment. Members of the House will appreciate that on sensitive issues like these, as with the recent Ethiopian case, getting the balance right between private but robust diplomacy and meeting the House and the public's demand for reliable information, justified demand, is a difficult judgment. I'm very grateful for the support we've been given over the last few days by the Foreign Affairs spokesmen of other parties and from yourself, Mr. Speaker, as well as others in this House, and hope that that will continue. But as the Prime Minister indicated yesterday, we are now in a new phase of diplomatic activity. That is why MOD have today released details of the incident and why I have concluded 
that we need to focus all our bilateral efforts during this phase on the resolution of this issue. We will therefore be imposing a freeze on all other official bilateral business with Iran till this situation is resolved. We will keep other aspects of our policy towards Iran under close review and continue to proceed carefully. But no one should be in any doubt about the seriousness with which we regard these events. Guardian Unlimited.